Welcome to Mercedes in the Chap, a show dedicated to helping humans become extraordinary. Here we'll hone a well-rounded roadmap for us to step into our potential in all things relationships, work, purpose, and legacy. Chap. We have Isabella Sophia Mena. Um, very sultry voice, I might say. Uh, yeah. Very, very. Uh, <laughs> I guess that makes sense because she's an MC for the well, Lightning. That's it. They're yeah. a good segue. She's the, a pregame MC for the for the Tampa Bay Lightning uh-huh. professional hockey team here in Tampa. Um, she's also a confidence and uh, confidence consultant and emotional coach. Yes, um, which, which is what we really dug into today. Really did, yeah, and um, and an actor as well. Yeah, um, and just an all around wonderful, wonderful. She's like person. a badass actor. She though. really is. She's trained in the Meitner. So you can tell me how you say it. Meisner. 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 God, my typing is got Yeah, because there's a T means S, I guess. I don't know what language that is. But that's Meisner, okay. yes. Anyway, I don't even need to know what it, anything about it because obviously <laughs> I'm not an actor. But all I know is whatever techniques they taught her in her training are coming across because she is the most emotive person I've ever met. I've told her that. I told her that on the show. But it comes across as this... I mean, I, what she explained, the technique is about being truthful what, with what you're feeling and allowing that to come through and trying to get your ego the fuck out the way so that it can just come through and you can be this um, really as bright of a light as you can be while you're here. So I need to take some tips. Maybe I need to go get my own training in this. <laughs> but I love that on this show, she gave us all these insights about how to connect with that part of ourselves that creates confidence that really lets us tap into that place that um where our highlights shine brightly right yeah it's yeah. good stuff good stuff are you ready to i am ready to jump on with her let's do it let's do it Hello, Isabella. Hello, hello. I like seeing you in that cat suit over there on the couch. You're looking hot, baby. Thank you. I'm feeling good in it. So good. Yes. It's a power suit. Then. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so today I want to jump right in to this idea of don't make an ugly woman your wife, <laughs> right? And that really comes down to this idea of dating someone out of practicality or marrying someone out of practicality. And something Chap and I were talking about is like, you want to be blown away by your partner, right? Yes. Is that, I mean, do you, what do you think about this idea of don't make an ugly woman? I mean, do, sorry, did I say it backwards? Don't make a pretty woman your wife, right? What's the song? How's the song go? Sing it for me. You know what I'm talking about? Um, make an ugly woman your wife. You'll be happy for the rest of your life. I, I, and I want to make sure that I'm really <laughs> picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Are you saying that there is this belief in society that we want to date down so what they never leave us exactly okay yeah yeah this and that like, we're not sexually always attracted to them may, perhaps that's part of it yeah. and we're just not like ooh, like this is Oof. my person instead we're like you know what you're not gonna leave me this is safe and i'm just gonna settle i would say to that person <laughs> That as long as they want the settling kind of atmosphere of their every day, then I think then I think you found what you want. But if you want something that you wake up just pumped, that your your work life is fulfilling, your home life is fulfilling, you are just you have like a little pep in your step. We should never be settling. If you're gonna settle at home, you're gonna settle for work, you're gonna settle in your body, you're gonna settle with your food. 
you're going to settle probably with your self-discipline, self-awareness, just all the things that we could really enjoy in life, you're going to end up settling. It's interesting, yeah, because when I when I saw this put together, um, I, I instantly thought of, of, a, of a kind of a, a f- something that is told to younger sailors that are buying a, a boat for the first time once they decide to buy a boat. And I've known, been known to sail some boats. And when, when you're going to buy a sailboat, not a regular boat, but a sailboat specifically, th- there's this list of what you should be looking for, right? And a lot of people that buy sailboats tend to be guys, but that's not often the case, you know, but, but a lot of times it's guys, but, um, you know, you get there and you have this list. Like I wanted to have this range, this fuel tank, this sailplane, uh, this, um, you know, anchor weight. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, gross weight, whatever it is, how many people it sleeps, you know, the water tank, whatever. But the most important thing that you should put at the top of the list that, that all of these, these old salts say is the number one thing above everything else is you have to think that sailboat is beautiful. Yes. Right? And the reason they say that is because inevitably there's going to be a lot of problems with that sailboat. And if you don't think it is absolutely beautiful and doesn't take your breath away when you see it, you're not going to put the love and care into it. And it comes into the naming of the sailboat as well. And you really have to take a name seriously as well in a sailboat. So you're kind of like a sailboat apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, is that, does that, does that make sense? At all? Uh, uh, to me, it makes such beautiful sense. I think that it comes back to loving your choices, really being like, Oh my gosh, yes. Cause when you roll over in the morning, you want to look at the person you're with and be like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. You want to be walking down the aisle with a full body. Yes. Yes. Everything in which you do. I think yes. part of that too, that isn't, we haven't considered yet in this conversation anyway, is, caring about what the boat feels in this situation, but caring about what the other person in your relationship feels. So like, if you actually love someone, you care about, they're essentially like a part of you, you know, you take them as part of you in a very non-codependent way, maybe a more interdependent way. Um, And that, in doing that, you are considering their happiness as well. And if you are the person who wants to be looked at every day, like, wow, I can't believe this person is sharing their life with me. I'm so grateful. Then wouldn't you also want the person you're with to feel the same way on the opposite, right? A million and 10%. And I, and I also want to dive on if, if, if you are settling with your significant other, they're going to feel that. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't think that, and I'm, I'm just going like, straight like sexy sex appeal right right if i am not sexually attracted to my significant other he's gonna feel it yeah and Mm -hmm. he's also gonna feel when i'm sexually attracted to somebody else right and then there comes back choices with you and your partner you and your partner are going to decide am i going to choose to ignore that they're sexually attracted to somebody else not like me or am i going to settle because Mm -hmm. i chose this life yeah, and that carries over to when you're older as well, because mm-hmm. if you've built this thing where for the longest time you guys really look at each other as these beautiful, sexy creatures, and let's just say physically, but it does go in emotion. Clearly, obviously, we wouldn't yes. be here, but you you have the, at least the very the, the you know you have this physical part checked off the you know checked off the list or put on the list actually. When you get older, because you will get older, when you get mm-hmm. older, 
you still will look at this person as maybe not she's so hot. You know, when she, you know, when you guys are, I'm talking way older, but you're still going to say, man, she's still cute. She has that yeah. sparkle in her eye. I remember when you pull out those photos. Remember when you looked like that? Well, you know, it's kind of, you know, and, and it's, that is the beauty of growing old. And I actually look forward to growing old yes. because I think that the things that really matter shine through. Yes. And I want to backpack on that point because when we're in our 80s and you're looking next to your significant other, we want to also be like, oh gosh, nobody else looks as good as you at 80. That's right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. okay. Yes. Maybe we don't look like we did in our 20s or our 30s, but my gosh, we could be killing it as 80 year olds. <laughs> and, and you want the both of you to still play. It's about playing and still being excited and still finding each other sexy and whatever part of life you're in at that moment in time that it doesn't have to end there doesn't have to be an expiration date yeah and that idea of I mean women say it all the time like I'm cool dating the guy with the dad bod or whatever because why because she's wanting to fall in love and see the beauty inside of this person and it sounds a little cliche to be looking for the beauty inside but that's all that's left at some point you know like we are all going to age and change and evolve and as women, we'll have children and our bodies will change a zillion times over. Our hormones all change, whether whatever gender you are. And so you have to consider the fact that what you're falling in love with in a person, the only thing that's sustainable is what is inside and able to continue to grow. And yeah, and, and, and how many times you, you two, very, very, very intelligent, very attractive females, and um, when, you, when you guys see an older couple, and I mean, I mean much older, right? Um, my dad effectively was on set the other day. And when, when I, when I, you know, when I see him with, uh, with his, with his wife of many years now, uh, who's not my mom, but that, that's good. That's fine. Um, but when you guys see older, an older couple, I mean, significantly older and they're kind of like, kind of like, I don't know what the word is, but they're, they're moving slowly. Hobbling together. What do you, what do you guys, when, when they're both together and you know, the, and a lot of the times as they get older, the wife is helping the husband um, this is how it is, unfortunately for us, but, or maybe very fortunately, actually, <laughs> what, what do you guys see when you see that? What do you guys think? I mean, do you think anything? I think you do, but what do you think? That it's precious. And you, it reminds you that you get this very short existence here and you might as well spend it with someone who is your light. Someone that, yes, yes. And you move really slow. So make sure you guys are doing a lot of laughing during that time. Yeah. But it's, it's life. Life is then slower on us. I mean, I'm still in my 20s. So who am I to speak on what it feels like to be in my 80s? But what I can appreciate is that they are forced to be in the moment because their bodies no longer can make them step outside of it. Mm-hmm. So if you are unhappy, you're going to definitely know in your 80s. Yeah. Oh, so right. what I would, because everything's slower, you're going to really have to think, do I trust this person next to me if I fall? Because you may <laughs> fall on the next step. You know, f- maybe family members aren't as close. So it's really just the two of you. All of those, um, all of the chaos that can fill us in the younger years are then wiped away. So you really know if you're ultimately happy then. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I encourage everybody in the relationships you're in now, it's not about, oh, when, we're get, when we get married, this is going to change. Or when we have kids, this is going to change. Or, or you know, I, I, he, he or she, they love me. They're going to change this. It's, there's this beautiful fly that wants to be a part of, yes. be a part of us right now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> when we 
I lost my train of thought. My point was when you get when you start getting older, and you know you're in this this moment of have you led a good life? Are you with the person you want to be with? Yes, yes, and it and it starts in our twenties. It's um, or it starts in your early relationships as well. I mean, you, you you're going to have some relationships that don't work out well. That's fine, but those are blessings. I always say to my clients. Ending relationships that no longer serve us are such a thank you. They're the biggest thank you because all of our exes are just one more stepping stone to the ultimate person we want to spend our life with. Imagine a puzzle, right? Every time we break up, the puzzle pieces go flying. They're still all your pieces. We just put them back differently. But we, we find out more of what we want. Um, you're following me so far, yeah. right, with this? So We get closer to the picture-making sense. You get closer. Exactly. And so the fifth person we're dating, they're supposed to remind you of all the best qualities of those four people before, because then that means that you're learning. If you're like, wow, they're exactly the same to all the exes. I don't know why this isn't going right. Well, because there's a lesson that maybe we didn't sit with and we didn't learn. And we're not talking necessarily about a look. We're talking about what's within. Oh, it's the, it's the whole, it's the whole gestalt of it. <laughs> it's the whole shebang. It's, it's what, what are your pillars? What are your pillars? I know that for me, um, if I'm looking, if for me, if I had to call out, I'm going to say three to five pillars first, I'm going to go with the obvious. They're the way they physically look. Yes, I want to be sexually attracted and I want the person I'm with to be sexually attracted to me so much so that no matter where we are, we want to just run to each other. We're like, oh my gosh, I've missed you. That's the person that I want. That's one very important pillar. We feel physically the same about each other. Um, another one, I always go back to work ethic. I need to know that their work ethic's there because that's not only in our relationship, it's in their everyday life. I then, I then go to a family man. I like, I'm, I'm into men. So I'm, it's a family man. And I hope that I'm looked at as a family woman. Family is really important. Family is really important because. It shows the roots or the grounding or where. It shows your loyalty. But it also shows some safety as well, right? Very yeah. much so. And with that, so if we use those as like three generic pillars, right? Say, um, play with me, tell me if you lose me. But say I have a client come in and. Um, it's a woman for instance, and she goes, I really, I just want to feel safe. I just want a guy or yeah, let's play with safe. I just want to feel safe. I go back. I, I always use food in my analogies, right? So I talk about a plate of sushi. You guys eat sushi? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sushi's so good. If you haven't, you should get some, but so say this plate of sushi on a plate of sushi, there's usually 12 rolls. You can say six or six or 12. Let's play with 12. The plate of sushi is called safety. Those individual pieces, those are 12 ways in which your significant other can make you feel safe. So I would encourage the client I'm talking to, okay, if this, if this represents safety, this plate, now I need 12 tangible belief systems on what make you safe. Is it he always walks on the side of the cars when we walk down the sidewalk? Is it that he always checks the mail to make sure we're not late with bills? A lot of the time, if I ask, ask somebody, what are their 12 tangible safety pieces? They can't tell me. I don't know. I just, I just want to feel safe. Well, if you don't know what those 12 things are, how can you 
demand, ask, hold boundaries for that with your significant other. Just like, just like men, some of my male clients, I'll have someone say, I just want to feel like the man of my relationship. Okay, great. The man of your relationship is the sushi roll. Now, what are those 12 things you need your significant other to do to make you feel like the man? Maybe it's as simple as she asks what I want for dinner every night. Oh, that makes me feel like the man. Or she helps me put my tie on. Yeah, she helps me put on my tie. Such a beautiful thing. Pick out my shirt. Pick out, yes. But those are individualized. And if you don't know what your 12 pieces of sushi are, then you're you're asking your significant other to be a mind reader. And we're not mind readers. And then you're sitting there upset because you had assumptions that aren't true. Right. You're still oh, following wow. yeah. this. Absolutely. So it, it, you have to, we can walk around and try to generalize, well, we don't want to just look for this and we want to look for that. Yes, great. Let's give general generalizations, but I would be doing everybody a disservice by saying you have zero emotional work to do by yourself. Pick out the five things you're really looking for. You're allowed, and I'm going to use the word uh, uh, shallow. I'm going to use that word because mm-hmm. it's been marked up as being a negative that if you're into someone's, look, then you are shallow. No, you know that's important and you're allowed to have it. Now, of course, we need the emotional aspect in it too. So what are your five pillars? And then break those down in, into your 12 sushi pieces. Because until you can do that, you truly can't demand your needs, your wants, and your expectations onto yeah. another person. Well, I love so, the shallow. Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask you, what were the full five? Because I think we got to three. I, I just played whatever oh, okay. your personal five you. are. Uh, I played right. with my the, three. The pillars. Yeah, just make yes. up your own. And they can, yeah. and, there's, and, and with that, I love that you said, well, what were those five? It, my five mm-hmm. can be different from each of your fives. There is no right or wrong with that because at the end of the night, you are laying your head down on the pillow with that significant other. Who am I to say your, your five pillars are wrong? They're just not mine. But what are your five? I do want to know. Yeah, my five. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, my three. And then I'll go into five. Okay, so my three, physical, work ethic, and I said- Family. Family, family man. I work simple and specifically because I've broken down the three and I've broken down the five into three, but let me, let me continue. But it could be, but it could be 10. It could be 12, right? I mean, the less pillars you have, maybe the more foundation you can go to, but we had a guest on that talked about, she had a list of a hundred things she finds in a guy, but, but those aren't necessarily pillars. Those are, she just happened to stop around a hundred. She could have gone to five. She could have gone to 200. So that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. But get to a number that's deployable, maybe three or five, right? Well, and the reason I say, the reason that I say, well, now I have three rather than five, it's not saying, listen, there's no right or wrong. You just have to go with what feels good to your bodies if, if we play in like somatic therapy. But the reason I, the reason I wouldn't say get a ton or you could get a ton, but the reason if my work, I would say not get a ton is because then we make a lot of uh, work for your mind to get busy and we actually take you away from being in the moment with that significant other. If I have only three, it's because I know those 12 pieces within each of those three. Oh, you're speaking very practically then. See, that's interesting because if you're on a date with somebody or you're getting to know them, you're in the back of your head, you have these three pillars and you're like, check, check, check. Are these checking? Whereas if you have a hundred, it's like, there's no way. Well, and then those expectations, it's a, well, I have so many and I can't believe he only hit 50. So then he must not be the one. Mm, No, it's what are, what are those, what are the ones you're really hungry for? 
And then what does that mean to you? Because back in the day, I used to have one that was love. Maybe that would have been my fourth, right? It would have been love. But you can have love and no work ethic. Mm-hmm. So I realized if you have good work ethic, you're working on the love. I can take love away because love will come through the work. Right. The and, sexu- and I'm sexually attracted to you. Mm, yes, we physically love each other. You can, then, you can then start taking away kind of that noise of the other ones. Does that? Yeah. Is I mean, that resonating? Just, yeah, they condense down. Well, because how do you know places. if there's love there if you just met them? If you're on their second date, there's no, well, that's, how do you know? So that's, that's why you go back to those pillars. So then, and that's our belief systems of love. So it's what does love mean to you specifically? Mm-hmm. Like for me, if I go on a date. So if this is the love plate, right? We're talking if this about. is the love plate, yeah. <laughs> you're the <laughs> chef of the love yeah. plate. Yeah. Chef of the love plate. So the chef of the love plate. And Mercedes is a reviewer at said restaurant. I love this. Oh, okay. The taste mm-hmm. test. Right yeah. Yeah. I'm the mystery <laughs> shopper. <laughs> oh, the whole gang the here. All <laughs> team. Yeah. Well, love first sexually. Sexually, I need to want them. Mm-hmm. I also need to feel wanted mm-hmm. by them. Um, love at the time, that's why lo- love is no longer mine, but love would be, love would be um, making me feel wanted, wanting them. Then also, it would have been protection. I had to learn the hard way that love wasn't one of my mm. five pillars. But you know what I mean? Because then it starts getting complicated. Well, protection. Well, what does protection mean like? Because protection needs its own plate. Yeah, economic security, yeah. things like that. Right. Like, is it the way... Um, is it the way they're interacting with me? What exactly do I feel then? Um, so each of these pillars almost have their own plate and each plate it could have six to 12. Yes. Sushi rolls. Okay, and it's up to you. It's, 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 it's what's the most important to you. What fulfills you? What makes you feel whole and filled? Um, and Mercedes and I've I talked about like this, right? About like, don't feel necessarily guilty about what, you find in, attractive. A, in, a, in attractive and Merce- you've had a lot we've had a lot of discussions about that yeah because we start shooting on ourselves now we're shooting all over ourselves and we're now end up settling well and and a lot of the time too we could like someone but maybe we're self-conscious of what other people think exactly mm-hmm. and um that's also doing you a dis- disservice and the other person for that oh way. vice versa yeah. yeah oh my gosh they don't want to feel like they're just there because your friends like them but right. you don't yeah, um, yeah that, <laughs> that's not gonna feel really good at all yeah. um you have to you have to know what you want like even if, if we're just work looking like physically mm-hmm. we're just looking physically i know i personally like someone taller than me mm-hmm. i personally like someone um, they don't have to look stronger than me, but I want them to physically be stronger than me. I can look stronger, but as long as you can lift me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like somebody who can build scruff on their face, who who knows how to clean shave, but can <laughs> but has some facial hair. Like those are. I don't, certain I don't know if you know this, but I have some scruff. <laughs> you do have some scruff. Yeah. You're like actually, I've been. I just uh, don't like shaving. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out to us, Chap. Thanks. (laughs) It's very nice. It's very nice. That's scruff. Scruff. Um, But those physical, you're you're allowed to want certain physical traits and it doesn't make you bad. Now, depriving yourself of those things, that's bad if that's what you want. Because if you're like, I'm, it's shallow for me to want that, so I'm not going to want it. And I'm going to date Cindy and she has none of those 
qualities that I find sexually attracted, but I'm not supposed because to find her Because she's a good girl because, and she'd be good for me. Yes. And then you're going to see, you're going to see Susan who has all those physical qualities you want and, and, and you're going to want Susan. And you're going to be lying to yourself every time you're like, I don't want Susan. I don't want Susan. I don't want Susan. Yes, actually, you do want those physical qualities of Susan. And what hurts now is that you're hurting a good person like Cindy. Mm. And what makes you angry is that you have done a disservice to yourself and to somebody you said you'd take care of. Yes. And you're blocking Cindy from getting the love she deserves. Yeah, and you're blocking the, yourself right, of course. from getting the but love you're, you're that hurting, you deserve. You're hurting really two people. This is, yeah. a, this yeah. is really um, just a cool direction that this conversation took, but it reminds me of a time where I was researching uh, penis size shame. And this came from my, my following, my OnlyFans. One of the questions that comes up over and over again is like, does dick size matter, you know, and these guys on, on OnlyFans, they want to have their penises rated. They want to be shamed yeah. about it because they've got fetish, you know, from their own shame around that. And because our society says a certain thing, pornography says a certain thing about dick size. So for um, a show, I was researching how to kind of unwind for men this shame around dick size because yeah. I know I've had conversation with so many women that that isn't necessarily something that's ever on their list of no. like, here's what I want in a man, you know? No. <laughs> but I happened to be with someone. I was working with another woman at the time, beautiful model. And I asked her about dick size. I said, you know, I was trying to make it fit for my mind. Like, are we supposed to and again, I'm shooting on myself with using those words, right? Am I supposed to? Um, and as women, are we supposed to just accept a man for whatever he has between his legs and doesn't matter if we had some inclination at some for some reason, you know, that we thought we liked a certain size, right? And so I asked this girl, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, dick size, it's really, it shouldn't matter because of all these reasons I had. It shouldn't matter because all these other things should uh, outweigh it about a man. And um, there's other things you can do besides penis and vagina sex, right? Right. And she said, I like the pain of a big dick. And I remember being like, fuck, she's allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry all the guys, you know, who, who have asked me about this because it feels like a problem or a shame point for them. I, I felt sorry in that moment that there are going to be people who that does not work for them. If, you and know, that's totally okay, though, because we had, another, okay. we had another guest on who's an expert in this who yeah. said the, almost the opposite. Yep. And so I, I think that, like, but, but what you're saying is, and, and everybody, you know, you're saying this as well, well obviously, but it's, it's about what do, you, what do you like? What do you right? like? What do you exactly. Like? Well, and it goes, I mean, if we're talking about penis size, we can talk about breasts. I, I'm, Absolutely. I have very small cups, but that does not make me less than. <laughs> right. and, and I have great glutes. And, and that feels really great to have great glutes, but it does not make me better than. Yeah, and I love that you're bringing that up. Or less of a woman. Yeah. You are the confidence consultant. So is highlighting your strengths maybe yes. the best way to go about I making love. sure you're not undervalued because you're focusing on the detraction, you know? I love that you said highlighting. I always say highlighting our strengths, highlighting highlighting you, your greatness. So much of the time we're looking outside of ourselves, kind of like if someone would 
wants their penis larger or wants their right. breasts bigger or so on. We kind of look for those answers outside of mm. ourselves. Now, if once you look look in and you're like, my gosh, I really want implants. It it actually feels really exciting. I really want them. They're important to me because X, Y, and Z. My gosh, go get them. Go get them. No one's stopping you. Make sure you love them. Yeah. But if you feel that it makes you less than, well, we have to sit in that. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because what, what, else, what else is going on, maybe? Exactly. Well, what's going on? And then why do you feel like you're less than? Because we could look at very simple things. Having a smaller cup size means that you really get to show off your abs more. You have a long torso. You have a different look to you. If you have a larger bust, then maybe that's more of where your focus is. It's, it's instead of wearing big earrings some days, you can just focus on your beautiful bust and put on some powder or so on. But what are you highlighting? Yeah, And then loving what you're highlighting and then using that in conversation. Because there's also going into, um, I know we use the word shallow and so on, but also going into bragging or tooting our own horn. That doesn't have to be a negative. That can also be a pillar. It can How be do a you strength. do that though artistically so that you're not coming off like a douchebag? So it depends on where it's coming from first. So if, so my intention, right? So say we're sitting out on a date and I'm, and I say, I really, really want her to like me. I need to tell her about how cool I am, all the things I have. So Mercedes and I sit down on this date and I'm like, Mercedes, I just want you to know that like I am C for like a professional hockey team. And, and, uh, yeah, like I, I go to the gym every day and I do all this and I drink a gallon and I have a cat named Milo and he's really cool. And, and I'm just trying to spurt out everything because I really want you to really like me. And if I lay it all down, maybe you will give me the time of day. And I'm like, this dude is desperate. Not only desperate. Oh, it's it's hitting you. The, the literally the vibration yeah. of my energy is does scarcity. Not, yeah, it's like ba 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 because I'm I'm even out of breath. I'm like ba 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 ba, and I don't feel good after that. I feel exhausted. I feel winded. I feel like I'm waiting to see my worth. Mm-hmm. Instead of I sit there and I realize that I'm an equal gift coming to the table, just like you are that my presence is an equal gift just like yours is to mine, then I'm sitting down for a conversation, for clear communication. Yeah. And I'm saying, I, sometimes I get on the mic and I emcee. I love it. It's super exciting. My gosh, I get a little nervous, but it just, it's invigorating. I think that's the piece of it there. Like, my gosh, I get a little nervous. Like anywhere where you can be vulnerable in your yeah. truth is where it becomes not douchey. Well, and sharing it, because you want to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Not just because you want to tell them what it is. Because if I'm talking to you, and now this, it, it's okay if nobody understands what I'm saying. My clients understand because it's through repetition. <laughs> but talking about if my energy's coming up at you, uh-huh. if I'm sitting in you and I'm talking from underneath here and I'm open to conversing with you, my tone is more welcoming. Mm-hmm. My contact, I'm not breaking contact because I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. I'm welcoming you into the conversation, whether you have awareness to it or not. And that really comes from a state of presence, a state of groundedness where you're, instead of in the anxiety mode, like, yes. is she going to like me out here trying to predict the future? And, and maybe a way to do this, right, is you're, and I don't know, but I'm just going to ask you guys this. You're, If you're a, a guy and you're and Uh, are skilled in the field in which you are in or your hobby or whatever, maybe think for a moment before you go into the scenario that you're merely going to channel that inner 
expert of that hobby and be calm and, and calculating and confident in what you do in that endeavor and apply that to this nervousness. How, when have you done that, Chip? I don't ever do that. <laughs> you don't ever, I don't do, ever do that? No, because I'm not, I'm not in that scenario, but I'm just, I'm asking you guys, I mean, if you're, if you're well, trying I mean, to if be you're, calm. If you're going into, um, I don't know, a sniper situation, well, you're working at, you're flying doing, something. Yeah, yeah. I'd go more with that because the weather turns crappy or something like that because okay. you can't control that. You know, the weather turns bad. Well, you, you, you know, you, the, 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 the old line is you just revert back to your training, but because the training is so ingrained in you, it's, it's not that, it's not that hard to do. And that's why you're a little more calm about it. So I think what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is if you're, you know, a, a helicopter pilot and you know that you can get some bad weather and things like that. You also know if you're going to this first date with this with this woman you're highly attracted to, there might be some weather rolling in, but you're but you know how to deal with things. So right. just roll with it a little bit and just calm down because you're not going to freak out in the helicopter and crash. You're going to calm down. You're going to deal with it. So in that situation, your training is your higher power, which really is you know the guides that you t- took along with you along the way. That's right. your instructor, right, exactly. or whoever, whoever yeah. took all this mentoring from right. and you're bringing it you're channeling it essentially that's through what i'm saying because you know how to deal with in that scenario then you can deal with this scenario mm-hmm. and that makes me think of something chap has brought up before and maybe isabella you can play with this with us as well which is having the kind of the i don't know if it's a mythological creature or a god or goddess in your back pocket and when you're going into a setting that might be really intimidating or you're really afraid of failing or being rejected having that you know, that source, that resource to pull on and go, you know, I've got the instructor, the confidence consultant, the uh, uh, Aphrodite, you know, whoever it is that you're praying to essentially or channeling in that moment on my side. And I can walk into this with that confidence as well. Yes. Um, And it it could be, you know, that your, your, your trainer, as it were, in theory, or your, or your, or your, or your buddy, your backup, whatever it is, could be Mercedes. It could be Mercedes. It could be this show. You could be like, you know, I remember seeing something on here. I remember having this guest on. I remember or a mantra. The, a or mantra. Yeah. I mean, it, you had you there's here. something there, right? Well, it just brings you back to like here, right? Back to this mm-hmm. moment that they're walking in with. Did you have something to add on that? Yes. Um, I hope that it will be the show that they can, that they say, wait, there's tools I can use. Um, because those tools, we want them to be able to reground them. Because if you're flying in a plane and the weather gets very icky, we don't start yelling at the weather because the weather is trying to crash our plane. We just have to roll with the punches and get the plane out. That's right. We have to keep flying. Right. But a lot of the time in dating, we think that the weather is against us. Right. So it's the perspective of realizing that the weather, the person, that equal gift sitting at the table with you is equally as nervous. They're there for a reason. They're there for a reason. Well, they're right? there for, yes. And, and, and that reason as I don't know what this sounds like to the viewer listening, but it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. They're <laughs> so, going through their own shit. It's yes. their own side of the street. Don't take it personally. It's right? not person, and, and that's the thing of truly knowing if we really highlight the way we feel and I call them gentlemen boxes rather than having a list list of what you want from that other person, have a list of how you carry yourself as a gentleman, especially when they're not the person you want to talk to. Cause a lot of the time there's an exercise with men that, um, if she's not the one, 
then we walk away because we're wasting our time. Well, that right. then that's transactional. Then then you're programming yourself to only talk to people if you think you can get something from them. Yes. That then will radiate from you. So the person that you actually want to exchange with, they're going to only feel that you're transactional. But if you start practicing conversations with good individuals, even if they're not the woman you want to take home or marry, you will become better. Yeah, I love that because it is about finding how a relationship is mutually beneficial mutually instead beneficial. of what can I get from you? What can I get from you? You become this manipulative person or you don't become, you probably started out that way and hopefully we're doing the work here, giving guidance here to walk you to a place that's more in integrity and more in balance. Well, and we can't, we can't thrive. We can't build with selfishness. We also brought up a point that if you're going into the date, knowing it has nothing to do with yourself, but also being scared of failure. We have to look at failure. Failure is our friend. We can only fail our way to success. We don't want to be scared of failure. If we're on the date and it doesn't work out, good. You don't want to go waste six months with the person that doesn't value you. If you found out in that moment, scream yes to the ceilings and the skies as you're skipping out. Like, let it be known what you really liked about that three hours or what you really didn't. So you're only, you're only more masterful at your next date. Absolutely. It's everything is yet another lesson and another tool in your toolbox. Right. You're not a victim to the fact that you got rejected. This is happening for you to rejection learn and move is, forward. Yeah. It's and rejection gift. doesn't have to be bad. Yeah, it's a gift. It's like, oh my gosh, good. You can't appreciate me. Mm, let's say goodbye <laughs> right now because I'm gonna start getting hurt after a year yeah. if you're not appreciating me. Yeah. You really know by my mom, I always thought she was joking, but it truly is the truth. You'll know by the first three months, truly, you're going to know. And, and <laughs> that place where we turn on that bullshit story in the back of our mind that says, I got to prove why I am worthy of this person wanting me and not rejecting me. I need to, and it's just, now you're just Try, now you're just trying to get some sort of yeah. external validation for your worth like you're talking yeah. about well, as well. And if you're dating them for a while, if anybody who's listening to this has that moment of Mercedes, what Mercedes just said, on, I need to prove why I'm worth it. My first question to you is, has your significant other asked you to prove why you're worth it? Because if they have, I'm so sorry they can't see your greatness and I really hope you have enough strength to leave. Yeah. B, if you're just feeling that, it doesn't mean your significant other is. And through that lack of communication is how you can rip up the greatness that you could be sitting in. So what I encourage you to do is first ask yourself, why do I feel like I have to prove myself? Why do I already not feel worthy? Then you have to look at your significant other and you have to say, baby, do you feel like I have to prove why I'm worth it to you? And if that person says, no, why would you think that? then that's a really good place to realize that you might be assuming a lot of thoughts from those around you and you might be putting yourself down a lot. And that chaos, that fear, that false evidence appearing real isn't real. So, And that's your own work. That's your own work. But you can only find where you need to work when you find your starting point. And see, if, yeah, I was going to say, that's a very tricky spot that I think a lot of people get stuck because... We don't want to work. We don't want to take responsibility. We want to blame yeah. you're actually the problem and project right. all the shit that we need to look at in ourselves over there because I don't want to yeah. be responsible for this. That would mean I'd have to do really hard shadow right. 
digging yeah. up work, you know? <laughs> I know. And what I say to those people, I'm like, I know it's, I know it is. But the thing is, is either you're going to do it now when you're young and you feel youthful or guess what? The problems are never going to go away yeah. because they're in you. <laughs> so then when you're older, you're still going to be in the same spot. But unfortunately you might be more angry yeah. because you have been um, doing a disservice to yourself the entire time. And that's much harder to get out of. And that truly is the hero's journey. And it is what we are all here to do. It's the potential is actually the thing that inside of us, it feels like God and it calls us on this heroic journey. That means we've got to slay dragons on the way. And as we move toward it, we end up stepping into our throne. Well, and you want to find a partner that's like, yes, baby, get that dragon. (laughs) Like you want to find that person that, yeah, we don't, if we look at work as a negative, oh, I don't want to work in a relationship. I don't want to, well, we we have to work without anything. Excuse my French as I mumble, like, what do you mean you don't want to (laughs) work? You have to work it. It's work getting out of bed to go brush your teeth. Like the work doesn't have to be building a hotel building. It could be as simple as making sure you get up and you brush your teeth because that's good hygiene. Um, But that type of work, you want a partner that's cheering you on. You want to be able to cheer each other on because you appreciate the hard work because then you can appreciate that person you're with. Then you can appreciate, you can appreciate the good days and you can appreciate the bad. But if you have each other, constantly working as a strong team, bettering yourself, cheering each other on, then you're always going to be successful. But in order for you to cheer on someone else, you have to find your highlighted moments and you have to cheer on yourself. So then you can like ultimately give to another person's toolbox and to another human. Yeah. And that is, I mean, it is a conversation around self-love and it's this conversation to bring it full circle um, that we kick this off with about choice and the choice in all relationships and in everyone's life, I think, is to choose between long-term suffering, where we just yeah. keep pushing off the work that we really need to do and then end up working to try to stuff down and maintain the suffering. So between long-term suffering and short-term suffering. Short-term yes. suffering is diving straight into the, yes. the dragon's lair, you know? yes. <laughs> sword in hand. And I'm going to jump on another. I love that you bring up suffrage, right? Because it's a lot of feel good. (laughs) So with my clients, it's not that it's not going to be painful, but it's about that you're allowed to be filled with joy and also in so much pain that you don't have to suffer to make it, that you can enjoy, you can build, you can grow, you can find the hungry pieces. And as my client's teammate I like showing them that in the suffrage, we can also be happy or else we're like, well, what do you mean? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I won't suffer at all short term and then I'll just never have to deal with it. I'll just keep ignoring it. But suffrage doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. We think it's, well, if we don't suffer, we're going to be living this hedonistic life. But the reality is there's something in between. And I think going to the gym is a good example (laughs) of it. Like you're working out and sometimes you're like, I fucking love the feeling of this pain because I know the growth (laughs) that comes with it. Yes. And it's beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for that. Of course. Thank you. And Isabella? Yes. Thank you. And we are at <laughs> what? Uh, Isabella is on Instagram at Confidence Consulting Co. And website, confidenceconsultingco.com. You're doing just such beautiful work. And I'm so glad you're here sharing it with us. I appreciate the light you're being in the world. And thank you for 
coming on the show and letting our audience bask in your glow a little bit. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for having me and having such a wonderful show. (laughs) And thank you guys for tuning in today. And if you'd like to be part of our community, please subscribe, comment, connect through the links below. If you know someone who needs to hear this message today, share it with them. We'll be back next week. Bye for now.